Where are we going? Hell, I don't know. You driving. Well, I guess it's time for another episode of Who's Driving? Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome to Who's Driving? I'm Wesley Turner. And I'm Stephen Merck. We're two best friends and entrepreneurs. Who's Driving is an entertaining look into the behind the scenes of our lives, friendship, and business. These are the stories we share and topics we discuss as two best friends would on a long road trip. Along the way, we'll check in with friends and offer a wide range of informative topics centered around running small businesses, social media, and all things home and garden. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You never know who's driving or where we're headed. All we know is it's always a fun ride. In this week's episode, we are going to talk, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about small business and business branding. Oh, yeah. But before we get there, and this kind of goes along with some business branding, uh, I saw, and I was going to ask you this because I know you're a big fan of Marriott. Mm-hmm. I saw on TikTok they had a campaign that you do not pronounce their name Marriott. No, it's Marriott. 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 Yeah. Never knew that. It's not Marriott. It's I knew n- that. It's not Marriott? Mm-mm. It's Marriott. Marriott. Yeah, they said like Mary it. Yeah. Marriott. Marriott. I had no idea. Like, well, it's someone's name and it. Yeah, I've always, I still say Marriott. <laughs> I mean, well, that's to me like. Everybody it, knows it, but yeah. it, it is Marriott. I had no. The only reason I knew is I used to have an employee that worked for me yeah. that had been with the Marriott Corporation for like 25 years. Yeah. And that's the way. If you work for Marriott, you say Marriott. But I feel like when we go, because we usually stay at Marriott properties, like especially like mm-hmm. Atlanta Market or whatever, I feel like they say, welcome to Marriott. And do I just make that up? They may, but I mean, this person, the person I knew was, was like corporate. corporate. Yeah. But you would think front front desk, they would train they marry that. it. Yeah. I mean, I would have that. But see, that's a problem. Right. That's a problem. That's a with branding. Their, that's a branding issue. Yeah. Because, you know, I would never have a company with my na- my last name as the name of the company because no one, you know, I think it's the easiest name, Merck. 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 But people mess it up all the time. Yeah. So why, and of course, people are going to say, well, Merck Pharmaceuticals. Well, that's what I think of. Right. Like, I'm, I think, have you never looked on your prescriptions and seen Merck Pharmaceuticals? My name's the same. Right. Um, but Dude. they they still mess it up. So I'm like, well... I wouldn't use that name. Too bad you ain't got that Merck money. I know, right. Uh-huh. You know, did I tell you one time I went to the, I was at the Biltmore Estate and I was buying wine at the winery and the lady said, um, are you part of the Merck family? I said, yes, I am. Did you? Yeah, I sure did. Because I got, I it used to, when I was younger and in college, <laughs> it used to exhaust me, people asking me that. And I'm yeah. like, I said, yes, yes, I am. Yeah. And I, hell, I am part of the Merck family. Not that Merck family, but right. I'm part of it. <laughs> and um, she said, she poked the lady behind her and she said, he's part of the Merck family. And the lady said, oh. My daughter works for your family. And I said, really? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Small world. Yeah. Yeah. And I just rolled out. They were treating me like I was royalty. And my ex was with me. And I guess we did look the part because we we were in a brand new Range Rover. So I'm sure they thought oh, we were fancy. Fancy. And But, I mean, I walked out with an entourage of people. And they were literally 
kissing my butt. And he was like, what the hell? And I got in. I said, well, you know, I told you the next person that asked me (laughs) if I'm part of the Merck family, I was just going to roll with it. He said, yeah. I said, well, I did. I rolled with it. And (laughs) this is what happened. (laughs) I mean, they would let me carry wine, nothing. Nothing. We got this for you. Mm -hmm. You know, my last name's Turner, and for Mm -hmm. a short time I lived in Atlanta, and Ted Turner, Mm -hmm. you know, Uncle Ted, (laughs) that's what I started calling him, because I would get asked, Mm -hmm. oh, whatever, and I'd be like, yeah, Uncle Ted. You know, his ex-wife lives in Greenville. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, different set of Turners here, too. (laughs) Mine was at the dairy, Turner's dairy. But they did well. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Your family absolutely. did well. It's yeah. just not quite not Ted, Ted. Turner or <laughs> well, but you know. Yeah, I sure did. I said, well, I wasn't lying. I mean, I might have been misrepresenting. <laughs> but yeah, but the point I was making is I wouldn't use my name because I have to spell it every day of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. So why would I do that? Right. So why? You want you something know, clear and... Clear. And that goes to business tips that we're going to talk about yes. in a in a bit. Um, but that is too too funny. Uh, so that. I was just sitting here, just being honest. I was scrolling on Instagram. I saw because you that's scrolling I over there. Okay, I was like what are you well, talking just, and scrolling? I was well, like, I didn't want to call you, you know out. We do that, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I love to call you out in a live sale when uh, you're like texting you love it. and stuff. And, but and the bad thing is, half the time I'm texting with our customers. Yeah, but I love to call you out. I know. I don't that. care. Um. So I'm just going through Instagram. Yeah. What is the deal with bread? Everyone is baking bread again. And listen, uh, you can. Uh, you're right. I love. Okay. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with it. I love bread. I could eat bread Uh, all day long, mm, every day. mm. But it seems like every decade that I've been alive, there's been a year or two or three in every decade when bread was just all the rage. Yeah. Everybody's baking bread. And it lasts for like a year or so. Yeah. Bread makers. But you know, it is funny now that you mentioned that is so random because I was just the other day... I saw influencers talking about bread makers and that sort of thing. And I was like, when did bread makers come back? Like, when did that, you know, like the automatic, you just dump everything um, in there and it and it uh, bakes it for you and that sort of thing. So I did notice that was coming back. But see, my mom has baked bread for years. And mm-hmm. then she'll give me the starter, like I'll go home for Christmas or whatever. And I'll be like, ooh, can I have some of your starter? It's one of those you got to keep the starter mm-hmm. going. And I not- did it like two years ago. I yeah. went on my bread kick. Um, and I need to get back on it. But I, we but did I it, it in the fall. That's what I was going to say. I did it in the fall holiday season. And then when we were trying to eat better, I was like, well, I got to cut out making homemade bread. Because we make, we would make, I would make three loaves of bread and Daniel and I would eat them all in like two days and then I'd make another batch. So we kind of had to let the bread make. I go. love bread, but I have to say, oh, and it's even in the stores. So Dylan, my Dylan manages an Aldi and so he's there every day and sees all the new stuff, unfortunately, and it trickles into my home. And he brought home this bread. It's just like loaf bread, mm-hmm. but it is lemon poppy seed. Oh, that, but not like a cake. It's not cake. Like lemon poppy seed. Doesn't Starbucks have that lemon poppy seed? Yeah, no, 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 no. This is a, a bread. Yeah. Like you could make a sandwich if you wanted to. 
Um, and I was like, oh, that's going to be gross. Mm. Damn. That's, it's that's good. good. Now, I don't like it if it isn't toasted. I like to toast it and slather it in butter. Well, See, butter, that's why I can't. Butter makes everything better. It does. But at least this is that, um, it's that fake butter. Yeah. That's just really like yellow. <laughs> it's just like yellow uh, vegetable oil. So it's not as bad for you. But even then, it, it, it makes well, it better. That's kind of like bread. One day that's bad for you. The one next day, next year, it's not bad for you. I don't know, but it's you good. You know, that's how things come it's and go. It's good. Uh, but it is funny that you noticed that too. Because I was thinking that. But is what? Where does that come from? Is it just like I don't know? I don't. It someone, is really good though when you make your own bread. Oh, it, it's, it's the best. But it is like it's a trend, and then all of a sudden nobody's baking it, and then everybody's baking it, and um, it just it's always going like that. Of course, I guess it's that way with everything. I mean, it's always something. I feel like that's that way with yogurt. Yeah, overnight oats is a yeah. thing for a while. And I struggled with those. Yeah, Daniel's um, been making those. He was making them for a while, but again. I did try them, and I liked them. I thought they looked disgusting, um, but they were in my fridge, of course. So I said, hmm, let me try this. Yeah. They were, it was good. It was good? Yeah. I'm not a, um, uh, I'm, see, I'm a texture person sometimes, and just the look of it. And I'm not a huge yogurt fan. I don't really like yogurt that much unless it's, like a parfait where it's got, you know, all the granola and everything in there. So I haven't really tried but it. But during this last diet, you know, because we've been on this health kick since like January, I was reading about oats, you know, because I love me some oatmeal. You know, when we're at market, I eat oatmeal every morning. And um, w- one article I read said not to eat oatmeal. Yeah. And they said, think about it. You use oats to fatten up cattle and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, uh-huh. it's natural. See, I don't look at it like things, that. That's those things, everything, everything, eat this, don't eat it. Eat this, don't eat it. I'm eating it because it's natural. It's, you know, it's grain. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to eat it because I, I think it's, I think it it's better than eating well, s- sausage. Yeah. Well, the, the bread trend is much better and I'm much happier to see that on Instagram than, and I feel like this trend has ended. Maybe it was a holiday thing, but those, what did the butter boards or the smear boards? Oh, I call those booger boards. <laughs> <laughs> they look like boogers smeared on a plate. Oh my God, that's not where I was It's disgusting. <laughs> that's not where I was expecting. If you're to listening go. to this, do not do oh a butter board, a smear board, an icing board. No. They gross me out and especially see now a charcuterie oh, board and love I'm charcuterie. vegetarian i'm not going to partake it does gross let me get to the charcuterie boards it does gross me out when they're rolling up those little um pepperonis and sticking them in a glass to make them look like a flower and they're just mashing them in there that doesn't gross me grosses out. me out that doesn't bother me i love charcuterie because it is an art and it looks very pretty it does look great but they tried to do this trend with these smear boards where they it's just wrong icing or like you said butter or hummus and they smear it all over the board and put it in a dish <laughs> i mean seriously there is no reason i mean and listen i love butter right i love hummus <laughs> and 
Lord knows I love me some cream cheese icing. And I will dip a piece of pound cake in that. Put but, it in a dish. Yeah. You're not going to smear it across the board and just... No. It and looks- I can't imagine, like, are you having that at a party and everyone is just smearing their stuff through there? I do would you- vomit. <laughs> you do that. It, my, you invite me over and you have that... Uh, I'm leaving early and I'm probably not coming back. What if it, it what if you got invited to a party and it was just all those boards? Because you know they have charcuterie board parties where one's like savory, one might be a sweet charcuterie board. I wouldn't eat it. Oh my gosh. I couldn't I seriously, I couldn't look at it. Yeah. It, it literally nauseates. And me. I felt like when I was seeing it, and like I said, I don't feel like I've seen one recently, definitely during the holiday season. I felt like it was just a reach, like trying to reinvent the charcuterie boards or something. You don't have to. I mean, that is such an art. You can you can do all kinds of fun things with charcuterie. Yeah, because you can have all the contents of a icing board is what they would call yeah. it. But put your icing in a cup in the center and then have all the stuff that goes along yeah. the icing, just like a charcuterie board. We you had don't need a, to have um, it smeared on the board where you're dragging. It just, <laughs> we had a little client, I don't know what you would call it, like a wine. A wine Appreciation. Yeah. Gathering. For clients for my real estate business and mm-hmm. my loft one time, and I did charcuterie boards. Yeah. And I didn't smear them around. But then I went to do them and I did not realize I did not have any cute dishes. Like I had like ramekins just for baking, but right. nothing really cute. And you need small ones. And so like at the last minute I'm calling my assistant and I'm like, um, I need cute dishes yeah. for charcuterie. So she she came in and saved the day. So it was so funny for that Christmas. Um she gave me a bag of charcuterie bowls that to is. use on far in on charcuterie. Yeah, and you know, use your bowls. I mean, I love a good charcuterie board, but and especially the ones that really confuse me are the butter ones because uh, you put butter on there and it's just going to melt and make a bigger mess. Yeah, and get oily, and your but your board's going to be all stained up. It's going to be a mess. So I just say, don't do it. But I know. That's just me. That That's a that's a couple of trends. You know, sometimes I see things and I'm like, that's a good trend or that's fun. But like the bread, that's good. I mean, because you can good. make bread in all different kinds of ways. Like I take my mom's, you know, starter and I've turned it. I've made oh, it into made cinnamon it sugar bread. I've, savory bread. Savory. I've done it with cranberries and this yeah. and that. I've done it all different ways, which is fun. Phenomenal. But when I saw those boards and that stuff getting mm-hmm. lathered on there. And y'all can tell us what you think. Yeah. Give us your opinion. Do you like? Maybe you've experienced. I will say I have never seen one of these smear boards <laughs> in person <laughs> have you been somewhere have you created one and it was a hit and a great idea let us know our hotline number is 864-982-5029 again 864-982-5029 you can also find that number down below in the show notes wherever you're getting your podcast if you just hit the description you'll see that down but let us know have you created a smear board or have you partaken in a smear board? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? Was it a hit? Was it not a not? Because I'm already written it off. Like, Mm-mm. no, I'm, I'm not, do, not doing that. So not to change the subject or oh, anything. Oh, but please do. Um, let's talk about business names. We get these questions all the time. 
Okay, so we're going in. We get a lot of small business. In our podcast, we want to have a variety, small business and that sort of thing. But we get a lot of specific questions like how we named our podcast. Yeah, how we named the store. Right. And, you know, first and foremost, we've really screwed that stuff up in the past. We've learned a lot. (laughs) We have. Trial and error. Yes. We have. We've learned we've learned a lot of things about a lot of business mm-hmm. things and we need to break them down into segments. But mm-hmm. naming kind of goes along with the Marriott and Marriott. Right. Right, right. So, yeah, why don't we just start with um if someone's out there and maybe they're rebranding a business or they're about to start a business cuz it kind of goes whether it's retail or whatever the business is, kind of the same principle. So, let's start with if you're naming your business, what to think about. And it's coincidental. This morning, I was talking to a friend of mine, and her daughter just started a new business. And I said, oh, what is the name of her business? And I'm not going to name it, just in case. Yeah. And she told me, and I said, oh. You're like, mm, it's so wrong. <laughs> Did you tell her that? No. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I just said, you know, if I had been ask, you right. know, if it was during the brainstorming period, I would have interjected, well, maybe think on about this, but you know, the ship has sailed. Right. It's named. Right. And I was like, that's the worst name. Name. And it's not just like my opinion. It's like it's just a horrible name. Like right. I would never put that product in one of our sores because of the name because of the name yeah it can get it can get very complicated and having now multiple businesses and if you don't know like originally i had roots which was a garden shop and I'm which gonna, was a great name a great name but there's still problems you got to think about problems. it from other angles then we had the home store which was four rooms and it was the number, number four, four. <laughs> rooms and we'll talk about that and the problems with that and now we have the nested fig which is a, a home run people mm-hmm. love it we've gotten it trademarked and we'll talk about that um sort of thing but if you you are starting and you are brainstorming about a business name. You have to really think about that name. And then once you really like a name, you have to remove yourself because you know what the business is going to be. You know what you're going to be selling. You have to remove yourself and say, if I have no idea and someone puts this name in front of me, what am I immediately going to think mm-hmm. of? So let's start with Roots. That was out when I was naming... Let uh, I'll tell you how okay. I came up with the name. Well, but let me tell you. Yeah. I did not know you when you did that, not, first, that right. store first opened, and it right. was at the end of my street yeah. that I lived on. Right. I did not come into that store for right. a minute right? because I thought it was like a head shop. Right. Like, I thought that that's where I was so going to go to buy, like, uh, marijuana paraphernalia. Yeah. So that's the different thing. Okay, so when I was, I'll tell you how I got the name, and the name did work. People love the root name, love and it. I love the name too. So you can navigate it, but you have to think about it from different angles. So I, when we were naming the business, coming up with something, I was like, I want something that is just like a one word, makes a statement, super simple. And I actually got it. I was like, you know, like the Kardashians, they had a retail store back Dash. then. Dash. And I was like, think Dash, but it's for plants. And that's how I came up with Roots. Roots. We already had a um, competitor called Twigs mm-hmm. um, here in Greenville. And I was like, well, it can't be that. It can't be stems because we weren't doing cut flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
basically that was the concept and came up with Roots. And Roots was a great name, except for then people were like, like you said, is it a headshot? Or a hair salon. Or a hair salon. <laughs> headshot or hair salon. Um, but with marketing and then the way our building, and if you drove by it, we had ended up having an outdoor garden area. It worked. It worked and overcame all of that. But that's the sort of thing that you have to think about is like, what are the other meanings? In the short of this? term, it was a little confusing. Right. But luckily that worked out. Mm hmm. I still and that's love that when name. we were, yeah, I do too. The only reason, well, we wanted to rebrand for the whole company with the mm -hmm. nested fig, but also there are a lot of roots and there's a Canadian company roots as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was trademarked and you couldn't use, like, I couldn't use the roots name sometimes on social media. You know, like it and always had to be something some, yeah. like Roots Greenville or Roots on Augusta for our name or something. And then like another that. store home store opened up down the street from us called Roost. Yeah. And that was a nightmare. Yeah, because it's basically one letter different yeah. there. Um, so that's the sort of thing. And then talking about stepping back and thinking about the names and what other people can perceive it, even when we were coming up with the nested fig, we were landing on like different, we talked about this in previous podcasts, but different names and like nest but then like nest can mean like home or nesting like a maternity store. Mm -hmm. So that's why we came up with the nested fig, which doesn't really, no one perceives that as meaning really anything. Mm -hmm. So we we're able to market that. Which is what we, we wanted. wanted. Right. What is it? Mm -hmm. Got to go know. see. Got to see what it is. Um, and then going on to our most disastrous name ever which was, is still our LLC. Which that is we still have. our LLC. So we still have to deal with this name was Four Rooms. So Four Rooms was our home store, which is now the Nested Big Home. Thankfully, <laughs> it's rebranded and I'm so glad we're moving past that. And not that the store wasn't successful, but the name was not a successful name for a couple of reasons. One, we put the number four in front of rooms. So we were thinking of stores and we we're like, uh, store names. And we we're like, what are we going to sell? And like, we landed on like, well, we sell stuff for your rooms. So that's how instead of putting F-O-R rooms, we landed on four rooms, the number four. And people, people read it as F-O-U-R, like there's four rooms. Like there's four rooms and they would come in. It Where's was weird. the four rooms or what does the four rooms mean? And so it was, it was a total miss in that area of not translating into that. And then the worst in my best advice I can give you on naming a business, do not, absolutely do not include a number in your name. Ever. Because then when you, unless someone is seeing that in writing, they don't know if it's four spelled out, F-O-U-R, or is it spelled out F-O-R, or is it the number four? Mm -hmm. The digit it's a pain. Four. And it is a big pain. So anytime we're on the phone or we're at market, what's your store name? Like if they're taking an order, it's four rooms. It's the number four. There's no, no space. space between there. And it becomes this huge thing. And then being out in public and seeing customers, I love your store, four doors. <laughs> yeah. Four windows. Four room. It was, they knew uh, it stuck enough to know that it was something with a house. I love four doors. That's what people will yeah. still say. And I'm like, really? I've never been there. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> but I'm like, four rooms. Yeah. 
Um, but that's why once you land on your name, I would highly recommend stepping back and saying, okay, if I don't know anything about my business, I have no perception at all. What is, what am I going to think of when I hear this? And don't use your name unless you never plan on selling your business. Right. And he's saying, don't use your personal name, like your don't personal name. Wesley Turner designs or whatever. If you are using that, it's going to die with you. Yeah. Because you can't really sell it. You can sell it, but it's much more difficult. I personally would never buy a business with someone's name. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go say, like, oh, this business is for sale, Steve and Merck Designs, and oh, I want that, because you are that business. Yeah. And the other thing I regret, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my holding company that held McDonald's, that now holds my real estate, is... My initials and my last name, S.M. Merck Enterprises Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I regret that because I now have a real hard time giving that away. Like, yeah. I can't give that up. You can't sell that. No, enterprise. I can't do anything. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to close it. I don't know. It's just a whole emotional thing. thing. It's so personal. It is so, that's my name. Yeah. And so I regret. But that's a little bit different because you're not selling. That I'm not selling name. anything, but but it's I'm just mine. saying, yeah. But I'm just saying, you could still. That's your holding company, so that's yeah. different than being like the front. Oh, name I know. I'm just saying that I even regret it. Yeah, I wish I had. I wish I had done something more personal and silly that no one would have even understood. It. Right, and you just don't think about all of these dynamics when you're mm-hmm. coming up with a business name or sometimes you don't. And then the, you know, the other thing is nowadays when you think of a name, you have to search social media, search Google and see if it's out there. And, and then if the you, state charters. Yeah. And if you're wanting it to be, you know, a, if you're thinking big picture, you know, this could be a national brand or something or like that or global, however big you want to aspire. You got to, you know, make sure you're not competing with another name and you don't want to have to add like, like I said, for Roots, we had to add like Roots Greenville or Roots of Greenville mm-hmm. or Roots on Augusta. Like we always had to tag something on to that name um, for it to work. And you don't want to have to do that, especially on social media. It watered down the name too. Right. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. And then on social media, you don't want to have to put, you know, the nested fig underscore Greenville or however you want to. Yeah. You want like... We were able to get the nested fig trademark. So when you type in the nested fig, it's bringing up our businesses. It's mm-hmm. not bringing up anything else. And so and we that's even super look, hard yes. to do that. We took it a step further. We even have the nested fig home, home trademark. trademark. Yeah. yeah. So so that's what you want to start if you're starting a business or you're starting rebranding and you're working on that. Those are the the highlights to think about. And it just depends on you personally. Like we wanted a name where if we wanted to sell baby clothes or we wanted to sell shoes or we wanted to sell garden stuff, the nested fig, what the hell's a nested fig? Right. We don't know. It can be anything. It's just a cool name. We want it to be. And we wanted something also, another point, and we've talked about this in a previous one, that doesn't date your business, doesn't put it in a corner. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the vintage something or the, or the farm farmhouse something mm-hmm. or um, anything like that, unless that's what you want 
to be. You know, if you're a vintage shop, then vintage in your name is fine, but you are forever going to be doing vintage Mm -hmm. items. And if the market changes and you're like, well, vintage isn't quite as hot as it used to be, and I'd like to add some of this in there, you're still going to be perceived as vintage. But if that's a challenge. Yeah. But with trends like farmhouse, or something like that, that's an even harder one because trends and perceptions change in like, you know, you're stuck mm-hmm. being something farmhouse. That you don't want to be. That you don't want to be. And it's harder um, harder to make that change than others. So then once you get that, if I were starting a business, uh, the next thing that I would do is I would get my name trademarked, especially nowadays with social media. It's important to get it trademarked. It's not crazy expensive um, to get it trademarked, but it's a long process for sure. Very long process. And you can start operating and that sort of thing. And actually, you kind of have to. You have to show that you're using the name. You can do, before you finalize your name, you can do a trademark search to see if your name has already been trademarked or that sort of thing. Um, And the best thing to do is really reach out to your accountant, whatever accountant you use, or um, an attorney that you use for your LLC or Subchapter S corporation and ask them for a trademark attorney. Yeah, I would definitely go the route because there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of proof that you have to submit. And it was definitely worth paying to get it taken care of. Because I think you can go online and like submit stuff. You too, can do it but, yourself, but I, it was worth the money. Yeah, I would just, in the long run, it's done right. It's registered correctly. You got it. If they and kick I it can't back, remember. you have to... I can't remember how much we paid, but I know it was less than $10,000. Yeah. And it would have been a little bit less, but we did two at the same time. Yeah. We did It the wouldn't nest- have been as much. Yeah. We did the nested fig and the nested fig home. We just, was that last week? Last week. Just got the nested fig home. So that one kind of got a little bit of kickback because of the term home. So, you know, it's only, obviously we don't own the trademark to the word home but we do to the grouping of the nested fig home. And also it didn't get, which added to the fee of having a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, It didn't get approved the first time because we had not changed our store name to the nested fig home yet. Like we hadn't already redone the branding. So we didn't have adequate proof that we were using that Mm -hmm. name. And that's part of getting it. And we had assumed we lost it. Right. We mean, we said, forget it. We're, you know, because it really wasn't a big deal. mm -mm. I really sent in the last paperwork and said, oh, well, yeah, literally, I think we just said, oh, and I really never thought about it since. Yeah. And then last when you called last Wednesday, I got an email and I was like, oh my gosh, we got it. I was like, I thought that was dead (laughs) in the water (laughs) because we were fine because we got the nested fig. Trademark, yeah. so you can't do anything with it anyway. the The nested fig home was just a bonus, and we were like, "Well, while we're doing one, we might as well just do the other." Um, and now we have the nested fig garden, and we're not going to worry about no. getting that trademark because no. you can't use the, the nested, nested fig, fig um, in any other format. So it doesn't matter, you know. What we you, did overkill, but that's okay. Yeah, so that added to the cost of that. But we were just, you know, you could we could have probably done it for like five thousand dollars. Yeah. But it's very important nowadays with social media because someone could just take your name, take your take your name, and represent you in a different way. 
I mean, mm-hmm. even if they just happen to name their store that, or maybe they're doing something malicious, mm-hmm. and if it's not trademark, you have no power. And that, that, and when you get out of the state you're in, it gets more complicated because you know once you get your your corporation set up, that's protected somewhat in the, within the state, state. charter, yeah, right. but n- nationally. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Right. And so literally someone 45 minutes from us in Asheville could have had our same name. Right. Legally. Right. So that's why we we had to do it. Yeah. And I would highly recommend going ahead and doing it. It's a process. It's not complicated. I would definitely, for me, hire a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then they just tell you what they need from you. Like we had to prove that we were using the name. We had to send in photos, like screenshots of our website. And they kept it so easy. And they made it very easy. I've never met. I've never met the attorney. Yeah. And we've talked a million times. But then the process is long with the government. So this is a government, I guess, is it? Government. I don't know how it's connected, but it's an agency. Agency, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and so every response that you have to wait on takes months and months and months of time. So our initial one took what, like 18 months to get the nested fig, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we just got the nested fig home. So that would have been like over two years. Mm-hmm. That we, I mean, it took that it took to get forever. It. Yeah. So and there's review periods and then like they publish it saying that it's going to be is there any disputes and you have to wait to see if anyone disputes it and that that um whole thing. All right, so then what about marketing tips? You got a good marketing tip? My first one is I asked you and then I'm going to talk over you aren't. I? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um my first one though is Starting very basic with marketing, and I'm also taking over because he was texting someone, so I knew he was trying to finish. Actually, I was de- I was texting an Airbnb issue, what you were doing three minutes. Ago. I was. <laughs> so, Every now and then, you do get a little Airbnb pop up. Yeah, so someone to, needed an additional pass, and well, they, I sent it in. And this person could not read the the Wi-Fi password, so oh. I just screenshotted it and sent it to him again. There you go. Yeah. So there are fun things like that that happen that just take a couple of minutes. You could probably hear me clicking back there a minute ago. <laughs> um, but my easiest marketing thing is that if you are marketing social media, no matter what you're doing, website, however you're projecting yourself, you want to make it so that every time you're sending out something marketing-wise, you want it your business to be presented and easily understood if someone has no idea who you are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like people don't think of it that way. It goes back almost to like the business name Mm -hmm. being processed. They don't remove themselves from the business. Like you're working in the business every day, so it feels a little bit mundane to repeat yourself about what you offer or that sort of thing or show your business, you know. Or, and I would say... um, to tag on to that, I would say, like the nested fig, you really don't know what that is, but you do a tagline like right. we did for online. And then the retail stores, it's the nested fig garden. Right. So the you nested know it, fig home. Right. So there's a clear understanding yeah. of what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And, the, and to add to that is one thing that we've talked about that we're seeing is a lot of people shorten their name of their stores uh, and their abbreviating their names. Do and not. Don't. Yeah. We do not. We might do TNF in-house. Yeah, in-house is fine. In-house, we might do TNF. Meaning the nested fig. But 
we would never use that in marketing. Right. That drives me crazy because you are losing all of your marketing effort. Even with some of your current customers, it will not register what that means. And that's me. I wouldn't know what it was. Yeah. And then if it's uh, a customer who has no idea who you are, it's not going to mean anything. Like, do not abbreviate your name unless that is your brand. It's just amazing to me. And I I have a couple good examples. Yeah. The first one is Land Rover. Mm-hmm. And I have a Land Rover, um, love Land Rover. And they're Rover. changing. Is that what you're... They're I saw changing that they're changing. To, okay, so Land Rover's been around forever. Right. I mean, I really don't know how long, but I know since... A long time. Yeah, since World War II, I know, if not one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and they're changing it from Land Rover to JLR to, com- to bring Jaguar in. So it's Jaguar, Land Rover... JLR. There it's JLR. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's a huge mountain to climb. It's right there. to me, I mean, and I mean, I'm sure they're smarter than I am and they've got fancy people up there. But to me, you are watering down the Jaguar brand. Jaguar's another car that's been, you know, around right. forever. Yeah. And you're watering down Jaguar, the brand, and you're watering down Land Rover. Right. It just is so dumb to me. Yeah. I mean, I could see having their corporation, maybe JLR. Right. Holding company for. But and it's going to, for them, I mean, they have such a market. You're going to start seeing those cars. So, it, you know, they can kind of get away. Is it dumb? Is it maybe a bad branding idea? Possibly. But they do have the numbers to make it the consumer they can make it brain. happen. But as a small business, you can't. Like, if we just started posting everything TNF for the nested fig. They wouldn't know what that they was. They don't know what that is. And that doesn't do anything. And then you don't know. You can't find that on social media. You couldn't. You know what I'm saying? So only present your customers with your name. I remember way back in the day. I mean, this is going way back, like 35 years ago plus. I can remember... When McDonald's started using on, you know, different merchandise, you Mm -hmm. know, the logos like Mickey D's. Oh, yeah. Did they do that? I don't even remember that. They do. And Mickey D's and just doing MCDS. Yeah. And I can remember people like they'd been in the company for many, many, many years. Yeah. I had such a big problem with that. And at the time, I was so young. I was like, what's the big deal? Mickey D's. That's right. cute. Um, everybody knows what it is. But then now, at 50 years old, I look back and I'm like, that was a big, that was a really big deal just doing merchandise and changing their name. Yeah. Well, you can cause a brand identity crisis. Yeah. And McDonald's. No matter where you McDonald's are. McDonald's and Coca-Cola are in the top five in the world. And you're, you're messing with that. Yeah, it is. And no matter, even like Mickey D's, I feel like that's a 90s trendy thing like does people still call it mickey d's you know i feel like those type of names nicknames can change i've never called it anything but mcdonald me either but i'm just like those names can change and then you've branded you just have to be very careful you do and i mean it would be like coca-cola starting to and i mean they'd go by coca-cola and coke right but that would be like them all of a sudden starting you use cc right 
what the hell is that? Yeah, it is. A, it is a slippery slope. So if you're marketing, don't do that. Do not do that. And I have. I mean, there's there's small business. I got one of those the other day, and I was. I've had this conversation before, and I think you and I've had this conversation before. And then I was getting an email from a company, and. Daniel and I were laying in bed and theirs popped up that way. And I was like, I cannot stand when companies do this or businesses. And he was like, oh my gosh, it's horrible to do that. Because this was actually, one was a flower farm and it was their, you know, like flower farm. I mean, it'd be like Daniel Petal Pickers putting out his email from PP. That could be a problem. You know what I'm saying? It makes... Or Petal Pickers Flower Co. and putting it PPFC. And you're like, do you know how long it takes for someone to... Even remember your name. Digest that? But remember Petal Pickers. Right. And then you're... They're like, like, what is that? And I feel like people are doing it from a standpoint of... We do brief, you know, LOL, laugh out loud. Yeah. Whatever you want to say texting-wise, but you just can't market that direction because you're wasting a lot of marketing effort and dollars first of all that because it doesn't translate and then you're confusing your customer and your brand so you have to be i mean and look at i remember go ahead no go ahead no you go ahead but i mean think about like bmw yeah bavarian motor works or motorsports. So you don't even know what it means. But, <laughs> but they go by BMW. But they that's don't, their but brand. People, people say Beamer. I got a Beamer. Yeah. Well, BMW doesn't put Beamer on their car. Right. But first of all, they market BMW is their brand. Mm-hmm. That's their logo. That's their brand. That's what they've stuck with. Even mm-hmm. though there is a meaning behind it, I bet if you survey like 90% of people Most have people no idea know. what it means. And see, I thought it was British something, no, not it's, Bavarian. It's Bavarian Motorsport Works, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah, they were planes first. Let's Google Let's what it Google is. it. But while you're talking about that, I was telling Daniel at that same time, there was a a sales rep. So she repped a company in several different companies. um, And she had sent out a marketing email and she abbreviated the, um, she abbreviated everything in there, like the name of the vendor and stuff. I literally emailed her back and said, who are you talking about? Like, what is this? Because it was like, now's the time to get your, your spring order in for, and then the abbreviation but like, because she was an independent rep, like sometimes that will happen and I'll go look at their email address and it will be so-and-so at the company name. But because she was an independent rep, it was no company name associated with this. I was so confused. And normally I would have just deleted it. And, and irritated. Not, and not care. But I was so irritated. I made the point to email her back and say, who are you talking about? What vendor? Because mm-hmm. it was all, every time she mentioned it, she abbreviated. And then she was... Also abbreviating like spring dating program to SPDG or whatever. So she had these two different. I was so confused. Little acronyms. Acronyms. Yeah. It's going Bavarian Motor Works. It started out as plane engine. That's cool. Yeah, I had no idea. But see, they've marketed it as BMW, right. and they've stuck with that. Yeah, and you don't need to know what Mm-mm. it stands for because I thought it was British Motor. Something vehicle, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I was thinking, well, British motor. Wait, what's the W? Yeah, and it, yeah, but it's, it's not a British car, but well, that could be. Well, <laughs> well, 
you know? That is why you don't want to confuse your consumers. It is a big deal. I just started thinking about other companies like in the area, in our area that do it. Yeah. Just different ones. I'm like, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, I'm not going to call anybody out. No, I'm not calling anybody out, but it's amazing how you're seeing it. But I think it does have to do with tech. Right. So, yeah, that's what you have to keep in mind with marketing because you do not want to confuse your customers. So once you've gotten your name, you've gotten your trademark, which I highly think is important. You, It's sort of optional. You don't have to do that. You've gotten your marketing under control and then you have to get get your name out there. And unfortunately, but fortunately, so it depends on how you look mm-hmm. at it. It's social media. And to me, it's a very fortunate thing that social media, because if you've ever heard the best form of advertisement is word of mouth, and that's all that social media is. And you get to control the narrative of that. So you got to get on social media. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people are scared to get on social media. It's small. A lot of small, small businesses, businesses think they don't, they shouldn't be on there. Yeah. And they think, oh, I'm just... I'm just reaching my local customer. And I'm like, that. well, first of all, that's the point. Reach your local customer when they are sitting at home and doing nothing or whatever. And second of all, you can grow your business beyond your local customer. I mean, that's how we grew the nested fig. We were two local retail stores, and now we ship all across the country and to Canada. <laughs> they think it doesn't apply to them yeah. in their mind. Right. Which is which is well, we just hard. Sell, we I just sell cake. Or we just sell cupcakes or we're just just a small dress shop. It doesn't matter. You can be a big dress shop. And if you don't want to be a big dress shop, you can be a popular dress shop. Yeah, you can be extra popular and sell more than you think. So if you're out there and you think, well, that doesn't really apply to me. I don't need to be on social media. Yes, you do. And you Mm -hmm. have to get up, show your face and show up every day is the best way to connect to your customers and customers want that connection. They want to feel like they are supporting a business um, and making, like I said, just that connection. And, and some of my favorite businesses, like I have to say, yeah. don't do a good job. I know. And it's sad oh, unfortunate because I'm a customer there because they're awesome. Right. Well, and, you know, we've had this discussion, like our own local retail store, sometimes they ebb and flow because we're not controlling that ebb and Mm -hmm. flow with doing better and not better. And we have Mm -hmm. to say, okay, you got to do better at social media. Get on there. Show show Mm -hmm. what's coming in. People want to see what you're doing, what products are coming in Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. I would like to say this just popped in my head as we're wrapping it up, unless you have something to add Mm-mm. To that, but I think well, let me wrap up that point. Is social media, if you're especially if you're starting out, is a the best tool for marketing. It is a free tool for marketing, and you know, for us, we used to have we've done everything. We've done um, we've done a TV ads. We've done newspaper ads. We've done magazine ads. We've done all types of things like that. Uh, so. If you are starting out specifically, uh, then that's what you need to do is social mm-hmm. media. Because those other things are almost dead, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We oh, don't do gone. any more um, of those TV, print ads, or anything. It's a because waste of money. It's was just throwing money down the drain. And for us, like locally, and I'm sure this is happening everywhere, the prices went up. 
and the distribution went down, and then the readers, the amount of eyes that were seeing it went down. I would love, I've told you this, but I would love, 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 and unfortunately, all my friends at McDonald's have uh, all retired, and uh, most of us are gone. Yeah, I would love if they would let me go. I would drive to Charlotte and go to a co-op meet, a McDonald's co-op meeting. I would love to do that to see what see how different the advertising is because now. when we were uh, Greenville Spartanburg Asheville co-op, our budget was about six million dollars a Dang. in advert, and that was like ninety nine point eight of TV and a little bit of radio. Yeah. And I would love to see how different it is now. So you did like TV, radio, billboards. Did, yeah, TV, radio, billboards, and then owners, um, individual owners could do their own in in addition to. Yeah. That's what we did as a cooperative. Yeah. Um, but I would love, because when I sold, um, July will be, July 1st will be seven Years ago? That's crazy. Um, No, six. No, seven. It was before we moved. 2017. No, it'll be six. Oh. No, it was after we moved. Oh, it was after we moved? Oh, yeah. So um, digital was just starting to be mentioned. It's the most popular form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and everyone was really negative about it. Yeah. Really negative. Yeah. I mean, we we couldn't even hardly get $5,000 in the jet for it. For some digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And you know now it's probably 99% digital I would love. I'm going to have marketing. to like dig up. I, I mean, there's some owners left. I'm going to have to call them. Yeah. But, and so just what say, is, what is, how's the budget breakdown? Yeah. Now? Maybe they would send you one. I so think they probably would. I mean, because I'm just curious from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. But it always just kind of irritates me because we'll bump into people, market, different places that are other small business owners. And we're like, you really got to be on social media. And that the way they just write it off, like, no, that's not for Uh, us. We don't want to do that. And if you don't want to, then hire an employee and make that, you know, they can be a salesperson or whatever your small business may be, but they can also be your social media person. And, Absolutely. And show stuff. It's just so important to be Absolutely. on social media. And if you are an influencer out there or a small business owner or want to be a small business owner or an influencer, a good thing to do is join us. Oh, that's what I was going to mention a minute ago. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say... In Texas. I didn't plan that, but this ties into that. So tell them. Uh, We're going to be in Texas in October. I don't have the exact dates. We'll put it in the notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the notes. Um, It's called the Achieve Conference. It's in Waco, Texas. Um, I'm speaking this year. Wesley spoke last year. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of cool people. And um, basically, that's how we are, while we're doing our podcast now. Yeah, we we learned learned about it. Every every um, social media platform is represented there by some kind of expert yeah. in the field. Um, and Waco is a cool place to go, too. Yeah, you and you can, can see the Magnolia yeah. uh, compound, I guess you'd yeah. call it. Yeah, so, and I would like to stress that I love the Achieve Conference. Last year was their first year. We learned so much. And mm-hmm. what I love about this conference is they don't just target social media influencers. Mm-hmm. So if you have any type of small business and you're tr- having trouble getting on social media, or maybe you're a uh, influencer, but you want to start your own small business, it covers the whole from small business to influencers. And 
So much knowledge was there. I highly recommend it. And I'm, I'll am i be completely honest. I kind of went last year with the bad attitude. You did. But you went, went to support to, me. because I went I was to support you and to see Waco. And when we left, I told Wesley, oh, my gosh. I, I got so much out of that personally. Yeah. Like, I'll probably always go. Yeah. Because it made so many things click and come together. And I think it gave you the confidence of things that I have been telling you mm-hmm. like this. And then when they put it all together, you're like, I was like oh, oh, I don't I suck. get it yeah. while we and should not, be doing this. Yeah. Or I'm not that bad on social yeah. media. And, <laughs> and, oh, we can be doing this. Yeah. Like, it just... It took some blinders off. And you know what? I would go if I was just semi-interested in business or social media because mm-hmm. there's so many fun people there. Mm-hmm. And no one, I mean, everyone's so nice and friendly. And they do all, everybody does all these, all different things. Right. Oh, so yeah. It was the whole kinds. gamut of businesses and And it's very, very, very affordable. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's a lot of education for a little bit of money. Yeah. In a really good time. Yeah. So we'll put, that's called the Achieve Conference. We'll put the link down below where you can register because I know they opened the registration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in October. I don't have the exact dates in front of me either because I, hadn't, <laughs> I didn't know we were even talking about that, but it's a good time to bring it up. It's early October. I do know that. Mm-hmm. But in the show notes, we will have the direct link there um, and they have the tickets and you can stay right there. It's easy to get to Waco. It was a lot of fun to see the Magnolia. And you can meet us. Network. Yeah, and you can meet us. And you can even go to Stephen's um, uh, little session. On oh, marketing. It's going to be on marketing. And it's really cool how they do the sessions. They'll have like four, is it four different things going mm-hmm. on at one time? And so you can pick two. And then then you have a break, and then you can swap and pick two more. Mm-hmm. And then it changes throughout the day. It rotates. So at any time in each block, you're getting a good coverage. Of and it's topics. fun. Yeah. It's fun and it's small groups. So you can ask questions and really interact. Yeah. It was highly it was recommended. So check us out and meet us there at the Achieve Conference in Waco, Texas. It was so much. Fun. Yes. It was great. All right. Is that it? Are you ready to pull over? I need a um I need a potty break. Well, thanks for telling us, Sherry. Can you stop at the next next rest area and yeah. let me out? <laughs> let's let's stop. All Here right. We, we are done. That wraps up this week's episode of Who's Driving? And remember to text and call our hotline and leave us messages, 864-982-5029. And also check out all the show notes below. I'll put everything down there so that you can easily reference it. And we will see you next time. See you later. Bye.